1: We are here at the final episode of season three of the Conquer Local podcast. And as the tradition continues, we're going to bring to you the CEO of Vendasta Technologies, Mr. Brendan King, will be our special guest to wrap up 2020 and give us his predictions for 2021 and beyond. And we might even get some nuggets from him as to what the roadmap for vendasta technologies might look like in 2021 i'll see if i can squeeze a couple items out of him that uh, he has in his mind for the development of the platform mr brendan king the final episode in season three of concord local coming up next In keeping with the tradition started years back, we're going to bring for our very last episode of 2020, and you can say what you want about this year. You loved it, you hated it, but it's over. One more day. Mr. Brendan King, the CEO of Vendassa Technologies, joining us once again for the year-end episode. Hello, Brendan. Hello, how are you doing, George? I'm doing quite well. I'm not sure if I'm happy 2020 is over or if I'm hoping there would be a couple more months because some people say it was a horrible year and others say it wasn't it actually turned out to be a pretty good year I'm wondering what you think of the year of 2020
0: well the year is what you make it I mean it certainly was a a crazy year you know it uh for me it just accelerated a lot of things that we were uh wanting and hoping to come but just not in the way we wanted and hoped for them to come
1: (laughs) (laughs) you know you um we've known each other a long time you've always been a visionary and you know you you had this vision of an end to end commerce platform and that was accelerated in 2020. Um, And of course COVID was part of it, but you had crafted a response to that event. So if you could explain to our listeners, um, you know, this, this e-commerce phenomenon and, and, and really there's more components to that, but you know, where do we stand right now um, in, in business?
0: George, you know, I just want to take a step back to uh, to explain this and, um, not hopefully not too far, but I'm going to go back to uh, to, to 1989. <laughs> From 89 uh, to 99, I had uh, a couple of uh, computer stores. Some might call it part of, was part of a Canadian wide chain. And um, you know, in 1999, I wanted to get out of retail really bad, and because retail sucks. And uh, <laughs> and I saw, and I saw e-commerce taking off. You know, I I was watching Amazon and Jeff Bezos and. I said, "Geez, I got to get into this e-commerce thing. And so I went to a software company uh, here in town called uh, Point2 to get into e-commerce. And, you know, there's this phenomena called Amara's Law. And what it says is in the short run, technology is overestimated. But in the long run, it's dramatic, drastically underestimated. That's Roy Amara. he's a writer, an American writer. And uh, he's right about that. And, you know, at the time, I was like, oh, e-commerce is going to change everything. And then for 20 years... Until January of, uh, of, of this year, in fact, only 17% of small business c- businesses could actually conduct an online transaction. You know, when, when that, and that and that's the reason that we got into this. And and uh, and this year, COVID affected it dramatically. I mean, COVID is a forcing function, and like I said, some things have been accelerated. And and e-commerce is one of those things. You can't really sell a website anymore. Unless it's e-commerce, and I don't think that you can provide, you know, a point-of-sale system or any kind of uh, uh, accounting or or sales system without actually having a web component to it. So it's uh, it's been a tr- uh, crazy acceleration. The other thing that's accelerated is remote work. You know, here we are, all of us remotely doing this uh, podcast. You know, even even the way that everyone's worked is is completely remote. So you know, I call that sort of the collaboration. Acceleration. So the ability to collaborate online is just you look at Zoom and you look at uh, Google and you see what's happened there with uh, Google Meet. Crazy. And then lastly is this idea of learning. Um, you know, all, the, all our kids are at home and they're still doing okay. Not as good as, you know, kids need the social interaction, but that idea of online learning is also accelerated. So those are three things that I think that uh, COVID has just dramatically changed.
1: So we we move now into a new year and um, we've, we've got to look forward again. And I, and I called it off the top. You're, you're a visionary. You're always looking into the future. What are your predictions for 2021?
0: Yeah. And first, you know, I just realized I didn't answer your question. So I, you said I crafted a response. I I just wanted to stand back for that for a second and then I'll get to the predictions, but (laughs) sorry for not answering your question. You know, stepping back, when, when this happened, you know, we didn't know if it was going to be a thing. You know, I was in uh, in, in February, we were, at, we were still traveling, we were at conferences, we said, oh, this is weird, is this going to be a real thing? And I was coming back March 8th from a conference in uh, Miami, where the Brazilian president and his team was at a, a sister conference beside us. And we actually were interacting, we found out they all had, a lot of them had uh, COVID. So we were worried about bringing it back. But, you know, we said, well, this is a thing. And we worried about the team right away. And we said, we need to make sure our team's safe. And so that was easy for us because we're sort of remote or we can make remote work. We've been doing it on an ongoing basis. So we got everyone home and safe. Uh, we also want to make sure our customers were safe. So we you know, we, we helped a lot of those people in industries that were affected, what I call COVID affected. Um, and this is going to lend to the predictions. So this is why I want the backstory. You know, we have 150 some thousand small businesses that you know that we bill every month through our through our partners and there was a good chunk of those 40 percent that probably weren't operating normally you know in the restaurant the event uh all kinds of verticals um and we wanted to make sure they were safe so we you know we helped them to see through covid until they got the stimulus we also then um said let's pivot to that e-commerce pivot to remote collaboration and remote tools and uh you know, what we've seen is is that uh you know we did have a decline in April, but in May we picked up and we've had a V recovery and June was fantastic, July was great. Um, and we've just been been rolling along. So I wanted to first, you know, sort of say what that response was. And now you're asking me, you know, what do I see in the future? But oh, boy, I wish I had that crystal ball. So first off, I don't know for sure what I see in the future. You know, I I uh, I'm a hopeful guy. You know, we've just seen the the, a couple of uh, anti-vaccines get approved. I mean, that's great. And probably by the time this thing airs, there's going to be many people that are, you know, uh, getting vaccinated. And my prediction, but I'll make it because I'm also, I'll make it a prediction. I think this thing's over by June. Now I know that I'm on the aggressive side of this, but I think it needs to be over for for, for the world. I like history. And so I'm kind of a historian and I look back at what happened in 1917, 1918, and then we had the roaring 20s. And I believe that um, we're going to see something remarkable happen in June, July, August, September, and people are going to embrace the life with a zest. And I think uh, I think it's going to be fun times um, for all. And so I'm looking forward to uh, you know to a roaring twenties, just a hundred years later. And I hope we just can avoid the 30-30s. Uh,
1: <laughs> well, you've been talking about the the roaring twenties. Uh, since this whole thing started, because, you know, to add to the backstory, the, uh, the great folks that work at Vendasta, you made the decision with the, with the exec team to send everybody home and to protect the, protect the team and protect their families. And we went remote. Um, but a couple people were still coming to work and, um, you know, we're talking about what, what does this look like when it's over or, you know, is it going to be over or, you know, how are we going to help people? And, um, you know, the Roaring Twenties, it's it's an interesting prediction, and, and I think it does make a lot of sense. We saw a little bit of it in in our home market because we weren't as affected. I You know, my joke is, is that at six feet distance, Canadians have never been closer because we're all quite distanced, unless you're in Toronto or Montreal or Vancouver. But, um, you know, we weren't as affected, and, and we saw as the curve was flattened the first time. Boy, there sure was a lot of people running around, you know, going shopping and doing the things that they hadn't been able to do. But then of course we get into that second wave and, and it's been bolted down a little bit. I, I think that people are quite pent up and, and, you know, we see stories about record savings and things like that. So it, it really is positioned where your, your, uh, your vision might definitely come true. What, what do you believe are some of the challenges to, uh, to a roaring twenties recovery?
0: Well, so first off, I don't I don't think that the acceleration is going to stop. I don't think people are going to say, "Oh yeah, I don't need to be online or I don't need to transit or work remotely." I think there's been fundamental changes to people. So you know, well, I believe that people are social animals and collaborative. That we're you know we're going to have a zest for life. I think that people are also have uh, you know have become attuned to you know being not not having a long commute. You know, in Saskatoon, we're fortunate we only have this uh, two-song commute. But many people were used to traveling, commuting 45 minutes. a a leg so you know over an hour and a half each day um they're not missing that much i'll tell you so i think um as we as we've opened back up there are fundamental changes about remote work about collaboration um we've learned how to collaborate and and you know we're very a lot of ingenuity to figure out how to deal with these things and i but i do think that that businesses are going to still operate online but not because they have to but just because it's more efficient. It's better. It's uh, you know, you look what's happened in the in the restaurant business, and you look what's happening. Like, there's just people will find a way to be able to, you know, to take advantage of ordering online, curbside pickup, finding things they want without leaving their home. They're going to shop all the time, and uh, I think these changes are fundamental and they're here to stay. And so, you know, the challenge for us and our partners is to be able to provide that ecosystem to these local businesses to help them compete with the great big online DMs. So like, you know, if you want to buy local today, like I want to answer the bell, all the people that, you know, that, that are local, I want to buy from them. It's like, I can't do it. It's impossible. And we need to make it possible.
1: I want to tell a story about one of our team members, uh, Rylan Morris. So Rylan has been with us for about six years. Great young guy, uh, worked for Apple for a while. Um, selling phones and computers and and then interviewed at Vendasta. And of course we hired him right on the spot because he's super sharp. And I remember him coming to you a few months back because his uncle had a, had a store comic book store uh, called amazing stories. And this is get ready. This is an amazing story, but I'm going to get you to tell it. Um, And I remember you were like, yeah, let's help him out. Let's get him an e-commerce website and everything else. I'd love for you to tell the story of how Ryland's uncle's comic book store with this whole transition completely change the way that they do business
0: you know I'll tell you what I I knew that Rylan had this uncle already before COVID ever hit and I was always saying hey why doesn't your uncle get because he sells not just comic books he sells games and things and so you know why doesn't your uncle get that stuff online so that if somebody wants to buy something for their grandson or whatever a game that they can do that and have it delivered you know from you know if they don't live in the same city or they're out of town like why can't we get that online and he, um, he had tried before, um, you know, and before COVID, his uncle basically said, you know, I'm uh, I'm, I'm not going to be doing this forever. I'm going to retire sometime. And I would uh, I think I'd rather just close my store rather than get online. I, he viewed it actually as impossible for him to get online. And then COVID hit and it's suddenly like, well, I don't think I'm ready to close my store. And Ryland stepped in and, you know, he got all his inventory and everything up online through our, you know, we use the, you know, a, a, a WordPress hosted site. So uh, our, our website pro and an e-commerce plugin, the, the thing that we've done in our in our quick pivot to e-commerce and uh, they got it up and running and uh, he was selling stuff by the time the weekend was over. What he found was is he started to sell things um, to folks um, and get paid ahead of time. So in the past, you know, he's like the, the, that game magic of the gathering with the cards. He'd have to order those in. He'd order in thousands of dollars worth and then hope people would come and it up who had who had pre-ordered well now he was getting the money pre-orders and uh and delivering things and selling more and then when they actually opened the store he had his best day ever um uh retail in person along with his best day ever online and they, and it hasn't really stopped since and so it's um you know it's uh it's been an embrace and it's just it's something where it's a mindset um and once you get there you you look back and you say geez i can't even imagine ever going back to that and that's what I'm driving at with um, with all these small businesses. There, We need to get them online. We need to make it so that when people want to buy something, they can find a local business and purchase from a local business because they want to, and they will. And they'll answer the call, I think. You know, those lo- local businesses are the same businesses that everybody's been asking to sponsor their sports team or to do this for them or to, you know, put on this, this charity or that. And they've answered the call in the past, and I think it's time that, um, that across North America that uh, consumers answer the call and, and help those local businesses. It's just not quite possible yet, but we're working as hard as we can so that it does become possible.
1: One of the things that producer Colleen has told me about the Brendan King year ending episode is it's one of our most listened to episodes all year. And I believe the reason for that is the conquerors out there that are, uh, Vendasta partners, like the fact that you really, uh, you kind of unveil a few concepts of what might be coming in the future. So are you in a position where you could share some of the, the things that Vendasta is working on that our channel partners might see in the coming months?
0: Sure. Yeah, I can tell you a few things. That's uh, you know, like first off, you know, we started as a point solution company way back in 2000 uh, you know, uh, 8 9 10 11 with uh, reputation listings and social and then we bolted on a CRM and a marketing automation platform and then we said, "Hey, let's get a marketplace in there so our partners can sell everything in the martech stack." And then we said, "You know, martech's not enough. We got to provide the full SMB tech stack." And we got in uh, productivity tools like G suite and constant contact and office 365 um, and then we you know this year we really started to say we got to provide all the all, everything and, and then that, that that turned into e-commerce and you know shipping and uh, inventory management and uh, security we're really going to provide a full tech stack so like I don't care if it's HRS or insurance like our human resources software or accounting all of that. Our partners will be able to provide. So that's we're going to build out that business in a box, and really let our partners provide that. The second thing is, um, is this idea of uh, of a peer to peer network. I call it the gig economy disruption. A lot of our partners are telling us they're they're you know from time to time they need to use out external labor and they're using you know fiber in uh, Upworks and they're and they don't they're they're not finding it to be satisfactory because they get different people all the time and they get varying results and what we want to do is do what they do in the real world and let them build that that offline relationship so if you are in a city and you're great at websites and somebody needs e-commerce you can go to you can become the general contractor and build peer relationships with other vendors in your ecosystem and you can provide them as yours to the customer so you can you can really be the trusted expert for that customer and bring in all the other um, contractors, if you want to use the general contractor analogy, to deliver that solution. So that's sort of a, a gig economy disruption. Um, you know, we're providing all the FinTech underneath. But one thing I really, really, um, really want to solve, and, uh, and we're starting this, and I call it own your customer. And I want you to think about this, anyone who's listening. If you're buying a car, or some appliances, or or working with a contractor, how do you communicate with them today, especially with COVID? My my bet's on the fact that you're texting them. And imagine you're texting a a car dealer, the sales guy you're dealing with. Whose number are you using? You're using that sales guy's number. And what happens when that next year you want to get winter tires, or maybe you want to upgrade your car, and you text that salesperson, he's at a different dealership. That's right, you just lost your customer. Your customers are building relationships with your people and that's great. Um, we have this idea of owning your customer where we will, and then the other part is, is if you're a you're your plumber and you got your cell phone and that's how you're working with your customers, he's phoned you up off of uh, maybe an online ad on Craigslist or something or wherever you're advertising and, you know, and he's texting with you, now he's got your number. Now in the midnight, he calls you at midnight Maybe he's had a drink or two. You don't want that either. So, um, and then lastly, if your if your business has multiple people in it, so say you you know you're selling that car and then you want winter tires, so you got to send them over to the service department. Well, now you have to you know find the guy has to say, well, text this guy instead, and he doesn't have all the message history and the context. We're solving that problem this year. We've already got it out. I'm so excited about this. Um, we're able to provision automatically local numbers that the business owns so that the the guy can still use his phone so he's still texting he's still talking on the phone um as a salesperson but all of those communications are maintained in the system with the threaded history and conversation and it's not just going to be i'm just using text but it's not just text it's a you know, we're working with uh, Google on some things I can't talk about, but uh, there's some business communication, there's WhatsApp, there's Facebook Messenger, there's your uh, your website forms, there's reviews that the guy's writing in a social post. So imagine now, you know, you, 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 you sell somebody something and uh, he texts you back and asks you for something else. And you can see in the meantime, he's written a bad review. It'll all be there in front of you for you to be able to talk to him and own that customer. And if you need to send him over to the service department, You can do that without losing any of that context. And when the sales guys leave, you still have all the information. So like I'm a product guy at heart, George. So you got me super excited, but I wanted to give everyone a peek because I think that own your customer initiative is one of the biggest things that we can do for our partners. I don't think a business will be able to put down their software once we put this in their hands.
1: Well, I know that our channel partners that are listening today are quite excited. And those of you who are not yet channel partners, well, do we have a deal for you? Um, Brendan, it's always great having you on the show and, you know, having a look back at, at, you know, the year that was and then a look forward at what might be in 2021 is pretty exciting. And, uh, we really appreciate you taking the time to join us today on the conquer local podcast. Any final words for our uh, fabulous listeners? Yeah. I can't wait to see in person. Um, Covid's making me tired. I've never worked this hard. I'm sure you have all never
0: worked this hard. Um, 2021, two of this, you know, it's going to pass. Covid will pass, and I'll see him. I'll see you in real life. I hope.
1: Brendan King, CEO, Vendassa Technologies, joining us on the year-ending edition. This is a, our tradition. We started a few years back here on the Conquer Local Podcast. Always great to have the passion and the vision and uh, the enthusiasm of Mr. Brendan King on our episode, as we wrap up the year. And, uh, you know, we thought it would be quite poignant to have him come in and explain this crazy year of 2020 and the pivots that our organization went through and the pivots that your organizations went through as our channel partners and what 2021 might look like. And, uh, interesting remote work, collaboration. The ability to reach out and find peers in your market that might be able to deliver products and services for you. The idea of being able to own your customer. And then that whole concept around e-commerce for everyone. And not just the shopping cart, but the ability to book online, the ability to have an online virtual showroom. E-commerce takes on a number of different lenses and you heard about all of those from Mr. Brendan King. Thanks for joining us at this year. It's been a hell of a year um, and we appreciate all of the feedback that we've received from our listeners. The Concord Local podcast rose to even new heights in uh, 2020. It might be that we had more time on our hands to consume information. I think it also might be that stellar lineup of guests that we were able to put together. So thanks to uh, my longtime friend and sound engineer, Mr. Brent Blazeko T-Bone and the Sound Lounge for making everything sound great our producer, Colleen McGrath for keeping me on the rails and, making me slow down and not swear so much and sit up straight and all the great things. Plus putting everything together because I just come in here and talk. Um, and she does all of the legwork and makes things work. Thanks to all of you, our listeners for your feedback through the Conquer Local community and LinkedIn and all the messages and the shares and the subscriptions. Just can't say enough. Um, take this pretty seriously that we need to provide quality content to you. And we appreciate all of the listeners joining us in the podcast. So thanks for a great 2020. we look forward to more in season four of 2021. Happy New Year. My name is George Leith. I'll see you when I see you. You've been listening to the Conquer Local podcast with your host, George Leith. Executive producers are Brendan King, Jeff Tomlin, and Danny Mario. Audio engineering, Sound Lounge by T-Bone. Marketing by Rory Lawford. Produced by Colleen McGrath.